stop eating crunchy chips on the... I will... Let me have my snickety snacks. No. Hi, and welcome back to... uh, I'll tell you what... (laughs) I remember the name of this podcast. I forgot the name of our podcast for a second. Hi, and welcome back to I'll Tell You What, a spoopy podcast. My name is Miranda. And I'm Ashlyn. And thank you for being here. We appreciate your presence Because we're quirky and not like other girls. Thank you for being here today. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. (laughs) All righty. You know, getting down to some business. Oh, my goodness. Um, Oh, no, she did. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcasting apps. Heck it really yeah. does help us out. And if you're not sure, we'll remind you at the end of this podcast. And if you're here because you listen to my Matthew Gray Goobler episode, please check out more of our episodes. I promise they're just as good. Check out Project Maybe. Sunshine. It's creepy. Check out Hannah Crana. Yeah, check out Hannah Crana. Because it's Miranda's favorite episode. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still living in the now. Ashlyn. I picked up a potato today out of my bag of potatoes, <laughs> and there was a spider on it. I touched the spider. Did you eat the potato, though? I washed it off and ate the potato later. Yes, yes. excellent. But there was a spider on it, and, and then I had to kill it, and it wouldn't die, and then I had to kill it more. <laughs> and then, no, the and then I, I picked the bag up again to get mm-hmm. another potato out, and it was a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much happening. Oh, it was no. Ashley, I have crickets in my walls. I know. Actually, mainly just the one wall, the creepy one that we think there's a hole behind. Anywho. I just don't want to deal with them. I'm I'm just done. Anywho. um, Hey, hey, Ashlyn, I'll tell you what. What do you tell me? Michael Murphy suggested an episode. (gasps) Well, this was a while ago, but I couldn't think of anything to research today. So I was like, you know what? I remember he gave me a couple specific ones back, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Or like a month ago. Because you pestered so, him to give you ideas. And then I didn't use them. Uh, but I am now. <laughs> so, hey, Michael Murphy, you better still be listening to our podcast. We haven't we given you a shout you. out in the past couple episodes. So here it is. This whole episode is happening because of you. <gasps> the Epperson House. Ooh. Have you ever heard of the Epperson House? Yes, but I can't remember anything about it at this current time so what's interesting is we've grown up in kansas city our pretty much our entire lives mm-hmm. and i had never heard of this place i've definitely read about it i can't remember heard. anything anywho so the epperson house is a historic house i can't talk mm-hmm. let me start over is this one of the college campus ones the epperson house is a historic house located in kansas city missouri yes It is currently part of the University of Kansas City, Missouri, or UMKC for short. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to dive into... Yes. So, we're going to start with the history of the house. So, around 1919, Uriah Spray Emerson hired uh, eccentric French architect Horace Lapierre to to design the house. Very cool. So, let's get into who Uriah Spray... His middle name is Spray <laughs> Epperson. The thing was. is, okay, one, I love the first name. I know, Uriah. Yeah. I mean, I actually have a character, a main character in one of my the stories I'm writing that's named Uriah. So I'm. Is it spelled the same way? Name. U-R-I-A-H? Yes. Where'd you find that? On 20,000names.com. <laughs> so, okay, Uriah Spray Epperson was an American philanthropist. A philandering philanthropist or or like a loyal one? A a good one. He was actually (laughs) a great guy. So 
he was born on December 22nd, ni- not 19. Woo-hoo. He was born on December 22nd, 1861 so in right Indiana, actually. Um, his family moved to Kansas City when he was about six years old. They actually traveled by an old worn out covered wagon. Because this was way back in 1861. This was before Union Station. It it threw me off for a second when they said 1861. And I was like, okay, 1861. And then they said covered wagon. And I went, what? Because I I just didn't just put the two together. When was Union Station built? I don't know. The initially, (laughs) I don't know. However... This is not about the Union Station at all. I know, but I'm, I'm just thinking, <clears throat> if you travel up by train, At age 19, he began working at Fowler Meat Packing Company and eventually became plant, ge- and eventually became plant general manager during his 22-year career at the business. Oh, my. Dedication. So not only was he a great businessman, he was also a strong purveyor par- of the arts. You kind of have to be in Kansas City, honestly. Well... That's the thing, though. Before Uriah came to town, eh, they kind of were meh. meh. So he was a strong purveyor of the arts. He was apparently a talented painter, but he never really had time to hone his skills and do anything with it. He was also very fond of music and dancing. And he also started the Kansas City Automotive Club, seeing as he owned the first automobile in Kansas City. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So according to squeezeboxcity.com, Throughout the city, he was best known for creating the Epperson Megaphone Minstrels. It was a group of the city's finest musicians who were assembled for annual concerts to raise money for many civic improvements, including creating free public baths. I'm sorry. That's one of the things I've always I really like about Kansas City is that, like, apparently this started long before. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, but usually, like, when it comes to community, like growth and actually getting you know more resources for the community mm-hmm. they, they, they're like usually on top of it it's yeah, fantastic I, I, absolutely so i love this mrs epperson was born mary elizabeth weaver she was actually born on a farm near copper uh, copper no cooper sorry she was actually born on a farm near cooperstown new york her father was a veterinarian who moved his family to Kansas City when Mary was a child. That's and a long she trip. later graduated from St. Teresa's Academy, which is oh, still a local girls' Catholic school. So, like I said, <laughs> Uriah hired French architect Horace Lapierre to design his home. Now, the mansion took about five years of work, which, gonna be honest, it, for the time period, is pretty quick, in my opinion. It cost over. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in nineteen twenty-three. So today's standards, it would be about six million three hundred thousand dollars. Someone should murder me right now. Uh, it, that's a lot of money. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a lot like, of I money. Get it. However, he was a self-made man. He yes, came from he like nothing. Oh yeah. Literally, no. they kept talking about how his family came from nothing. And honestly, as far as mansions go, yeah, six million is still not too bad. So, the Epperson House is a four-story Tudor, Tudor Gothic structure. It contains 54 rooms, including six bathrooms, elevators, swimming pool, billiard room, barber shop, a custom organ, and a tunnel linking system, the east and the west wings. Is this anywhere near the Nelson Atkins? Probably. It's part of you and Casey. I know, I know. I'm trying to think of actually where you and Casey It's on Cherry is. Street. So maybe not. I don't know. I don't know where the I didn't put the exact anymore. address down because I didn't, you know. 
I know. It's just I'm I'm trying to triangulate where it is in Anyhow, my mind. It's downtown. Yeah. Okay. It's a big place. near UMKC. Anywho, during the construction of the house, Uriah oversaw all of the details, so no detail fell short of perfection. Uh-huh. He always said that he had built the place with his wife, Mary Elizabeth Epperson, in mind. That's sweet. Kind of sweet, yes. I like that. However, unfortunately, Uriah didn't get to enjoy his prized home very long. He died only four short years after completion on June 3rd, 1927, at age 66. He deserved better. I know. According to, once again, squeezeboxcity.com, at the time, according to the newspaper headlines, much of the city mourned, and it was said that he died much beloved and without a hint of scandal. That's He was a great nice. guy. From I everything like I read, that. he was a great god. God. He was a great guy, and he was a huge purveyor of the arts, and he just he wanted to support the arts in any way he could. We need more stories like that nowadays. Mm-hmm. We really do. So his wife spent the remainder of her life giving generously to many arts organizations yes. in his memory. And just to list a few, she gave the Kansas City Philharmonic Orchestra a music library. With funds she gifted to them, the Kansas City Art Institute created an exhibit gallery and auditorium. She gave the Kansas City Conservatory of Music, uh, now part of the University of Kansas City, many instruments, musics, and funds. Musics. Music and funds. Lastly, when she died on October 22nd, uh, 1939, at the age of 84, she gave the Epperson House to J.J. Lynn, a business associate of Epperson. And it was J.J. Lynn who eventually bequeathed the property to the university. See, because they knew, they knew. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they want this to go to the university. Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from kchistory.org. Mm-hmm. The Tudor Gothic mansion, originally designed with a pipe organ and orchestra balcony, has served various uses and currently is home to UMKC's Department of Architecture, Urban Planning, and Design. It was said that she gave because she loved and she loved unto the end and beyond. I really want like our listeners to get like a good idea of like what this actually meant for the university because the thing is the University of Kansas City is actually one of the best music schools yeah. uh in this area. Yeah. And they basically like their conservatory uh, is something people strive so, to get into. So the Epperson's basically helped not start but really mm-hmm. helped cultivate the music program yeah. at uh Pretty much from what I read, and I didn't actually even include it in my notes, the University of Kansas City was very, very, very new mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And so they were a very new, young school, and they never would have been able to get off the ground without the Epperson's help. With yeah, all the that support makes that sense. They, with all the support that they contributed, well, yeah, cause they would have never it. been able to get their feet off the ground. That's really neat. Yeah. It's, it's just a really cool story. Apparently on October 26, 1939, over 600 people crowded the Hawthorne Hall along with the entire Kansas City Philharmonic uh, for Mary Elizabeth Weaver's Epperson's funeral. Over 600 people. That's amazing. Along with the entire Kansas City Philharmonic. That's amazing. Isn't that really cool? I was almost crying. That sounds horrible, but I like really like heartfelt things. And I was like, oh, they were good people. And it made me happy because I was originally, I was nervous when when he suggested the Epperson House. And I was like, is this going to be like 
uh, scary people because like the pictures originally, I was like, oh, he's so old and stuff. I was oh, like, oh yeah. no, he was probably a grumpy guy and he probably did horrible things because normally whenever we look up things from that far in the past, it's a bunch of, there's like, oh, they did great things. They did great things. And then they did oh, some crap as well. I'm pretty sure the Kansas City Butcher episode really messed with Miranda. They really did. Well, no, the same with well, a lot of the like, ones you do, the historical ones you do yeah. though. Like you'll be getting all these great these great qualities and then they also did a lot of really bad things and so i was nervous hey enoch didn't enoch didn't (laughs) that's the thing though is i was really nervous you know because i was like oh no i'm i really like this couple they're gonna do something bad and then they never did they were just good people well the thing is good people kansas city is honestly one of the night like it's it's a city where a lot of people get opportunities to make art Mm-hmm. And to like do it well mm-hmm. and everything. And so the fact that, and it, it's probably almost entirely, okay, not almost entirely, but it's, I get probably into got that. a lot to do with the episode. I get, I, I get it. I get into that later. Unfortunately, the Epperson house was never listed as a historical landmark or a historical building. Mm-hmm. And despite the university's feudal efforts to preserve, much of the home's charms and grandeur, the Epperson House has fallen into a bit of disrepair over the past few decades. Because there are no safety stops uh, put in order to protect the historical aspect of the home, attempts to modernize the building have been made, and some even causing damage to the building. Oh, geez. Like during the installation of the central air unit, a worker mm-hmm. soldering pipes in the attic accidentally set fire to the insulation, causing the sprinkler system to erupt. And unfortunately, the water did tremendous damage to the library and woodwork. Yeah. Bruh, do your job better. Yeah. I'm sorry. But like, so now we're going to get into why he suggested the Epperson house. Ooh, yes. Spooks. It's haunted. <gasps> yes. So now I know you didn't think I was just going to sit here and yammer on about the great uh, people Uriah Epperson and his wife were. Yeah. As well as their amazing home and contributions toward shaping the Kansas City into what it is today. We're going to get into the main event. The hauntings. Now the Epperson House's current state of disrepair certainly helps with the rumors that there are otherworldly presents residing within (laughs) its hallowed halls. Because I'm pretty sure... It's kind of condemned, like you can't go in it anymore, or I, or they're only using certain parts of the building. That just makes me sad. I know, I know. I get into it a little. I got later. a little hole in my heart. So, now. not only is it a massive building, but it's a gothic style home with winding hallways, weird staircases, and even secret passageways. <gasps> so, our first ghost is Harriet Barse, or okay. Barse. I'm going to call her Barse. It's probably no. Barse. It's B-A-R-S-E. Maybe it's Barse. I don't know. Uh, Harriet Barse. She was a Kansas City Conservatory of Music student who lived with the Epperson family. The Eppersons referred to her as their adopted daughter. And even though there was no legal adoption that occurred, she Aww. just they let her move in with them and stay with them. Barse, uh, Barse was an organist. And they had even begun construction of the mansion's grand op, uh, organ. Sorry. They had even <laughs> begun the construction of the mansion's grand organ, reportedly kind of for her. That's so sweet. Now, Bars unfortunately died on December 20th, 1922 of a perforated gallbladder. And sadly, it was before her beloved organ was finished. Hang on. So what she never even this? got to play it. 
December 20th, 1922. So like two days before Uriah's birthday. Yeah. That's really sad. That's a bad Christmas, Just by a man. perforated gallbladder. Oh, jeez. It's something so that easy was, to fix nowadays. Yeah. But, but because that, it was 1922. And that would be such a painful way to go, too. Yeah. Like, if you've if you've ever had any issues with your gallbladder, it is painful. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, sadly, it was before her, her organ was finished. And so she never even got to play it. However, campus security has reported hearing organ music coming from the organ loft. And even seeing Barce herself coming down the stairs dressed in a recital gown. Allegedly getting to play the concert she never did. Honestly, definitely like an overachieving college mm-hmm. student. <laughs> right? However, there is also a really stupid ghost story that uh, also accompanies this. And this is like, like the, if you listen to my last episode, this is on par with that. Okay? <laughs> with that level of... <laughs> BS. Okay. Oh, no. With that level. Okay. So, according to the legend, and I'm going to say this uh-huh. in a really obnoxious voice. According to the legend, after Barst died, Uriah suffered a psychotic break, oh, going God. crazy with grief. And he murdered his wife, Mary, then killed himself. That didn't happen, though. Exactly. Of course, none of this happened. First of all, Uriah did not murder his wife. Because uh, she, she outlived him by 12 years. He died. She outlived him by 12 years, guys. No, he was just hiding. He yeah, was just hiding, just, right? <laughs> uh, secondly, Uriah died of a cerebral hemorrhage, not oh, suicide. Geez. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it might not take that long. No, to but go. it's sad. But yeah, no, it is sad. And it is sudden. It was, yeah, very sudden. They didn't you know, know it was going to happen, obviously. So many and most of these encounters happened way back in the 1970s, actually. Yes. Our second ghost is the lady in white. Yes. Another lady in white. Lady in white. There's like always a lady in white. Isn't there a lady in white in the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland? Probably. No, that's the bride. I know there's the bride. I thought there was a lady in white, too. No, I think that Eh. is the bride. Anywho. So the lady in white has been seen roaming the halls. Overplayed trope. Yeah. My <laughs> guess is it's a, either the spirit of Harriet Vars because the recital gown. Yeah. Um, or it could possibly be the late ghost of Marion Epperson herself. Honestly, there's if, a really great picture. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This I'm going to include it in like the Instagram post or yes. whatever. There's a great picture of Mary Elizabeth Epperson outside of the Epperson house and she's smiling and it's Aww. it's just great because you never see Victorian era photos of people smiling right and she just looks so happy and there's like a dog in the picture you can't really tell I... that it is a dog it's in the caption though but it's just so it's very interesting to see and it just mm-hmm. makes me happy that she's happy it's so cool I was I was going to point out though that you know if I were a ghost I would definitely be rocking some kind of gown right you know right. like that is the way to some swishy swish to to deal with your afterlife because honestly <laughs> you don't want to be spending your afterlife in sweats i'm sorry <laughs> me currently in sweats <laughs> so among the apparition sightings there are also other paranormal events that occur like the distinct smell of cigar smoke in the great hall or disembodied screams as well as the ambient sound of organ playing late in the evenings <laughs> and of course you know just uh, strange unexplained noises in general Real life Honda Mansion, though. Yes. Um, so the last ghost specifically reported is, of course, the spectral of Uriah Spray Epperson himself. <gasps> In 
1978, a campus police officer was investigating a light that had been left on in one of the halls late at night. When he went to shut it off, the light would not go out. He began to walk away when he looked back and an arm covered with what seemed to be the cloth of a blue suit materialized, reaching around the wall and flipped off the switch. Well, that's fun. That's not traumatizing <laughs> and the light at all. With it. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Um, there's, so a co- there's a coinciding tale of two more campus police officers who were checking the buildings around 2 a.m. Uh, not buildings, sorry. Who were checking the building around 2 a.m. on their normal patrol route. They Mm -hmm. checked the various buildings, turning off lights that had been left on until they came to the one light that just would not turn off. This struck them as odd, but, you know, what really freaked them out was when an arm with a blue suited sleeve materialized and reached around the wall and clawed at the switch until it disappeared and the light went out. No one needs to wake that dude up. Supposedly, this is also the ghost of Epperson himself. He's like, guys, we've got to conserve electricity. <laughs> Turn off the light. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. just thinking like, you know, a very disgruntled person who's like just woken up from a nap and like they know they need to turn <laughs> off the light, but the light's not, you know, off. And it's just so irritating. And so you <laughs> might as well just reach through the wall and like just not through the wall it. around. Like it's like right oh, next it's to around a doorway. The so it's like this like that's disembodied arm. <laughs> again, therapy is needed. Isn't that creepy? So much therapy is needed. <laughs> oh my God, nightmares. I would have I would so like, many. Is someone there? Honestly, now that I read like, that what? every time I'm like looking at a wall, I'm like. The thing is, when it comes to houses like that, I'm not so afraid of like the entire ghost th- thing. I'm more afraid of that it's like a vagrant of some sort. Oh, no, I'm, I'm always, I, I should be more afraid of vagrants, <laughs> Ashlyn. I immediately think it's a ghost. <laughs> like I, I'm kind of so, chill with ghosts. It's, it's the whole idea that, you know, someone with a physical, physical thing who, uh, who could, you know, kill me. Oh my God. Anyhow. Scary. So the last story I have regarding the Epperson house hauntings is this. In 1979, a piercing scream was heard coming from within the Epperson house. A patrol officer was called and he checked out the house and found nothing. So he went back to his car while he was filing his report. Uh, sorry. When he was filling out his report, his car was hit from behind mm. when the, uh, sorry, when he was filing his report, his car was hit from behind when mm. parked in front of the house. He was parked like car yeah. off parked. He heard the sound of shattering glass and got out of his patrol car to investigate the scene. However, when he got out to look around, he discovered that there was, in fact, no other car, no broken glass, and no damage to his car at all. What was there was when he looked at the road beneath his car, he noticed skid marks like his car had been pushed about eight inches forward. Weird. So either it's just a, a coincidence that he parked on skid marks right beneath his own tires, mm-hmm. like perfectly in line with his tires. Yeah. Or he was hit by one of maybe Uriah's automobiles. Uh, uh, bring him back the automobiles. Or only one of his. I don't know if he had more than one. It was <laughs> But he was early. the first one to have one. He was the first one. He probably had more than one, Miranda. Okay. Like the thing is he had a six million. Okay. Modern day six million. But, you know, he had a mansion. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He probably, and he founded the <clears throat> Automobile Society. Like, he probably <laughs> had more than one car. I was expecting more ghosts, but honestly, most of the ghost stories are from the 1970s, which is very interesting. Like, what happened in the 70s that set this off? 
Was it Ghostbusters? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's in the 80s. MK Ultra. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> oh my God, it all comes full circle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everything leads back to so, MK Ultra. Gosh darn it. So uh, this leads me with my last remarks. Mm-hmm. All in all, the Epperson House is and was an incredible marvel. Throughout my research, I discovered a family I honestly didn't know existed, and they were a huge integral part of the developing of developing the amazing city that Kansas City is today. A Kansas City that I have lived in basically my entire life. Unfortunately, nowadays the Epperson House is apparently too disheveled to to be you continue being used as a classroom, uh, and it needs massive renovations. I truly hope that someday they begin to restore the house and the history within it so another generation can enjoy and learn within its howled halls. I had no idea Uriah Epperson and his wife were such a big part in establishing the art culture and the world here in Kansas City, and it's very exciting to actually learn about it now. I feel like they should have taught us more about him in school. I think, you know, so the thing is, I think I partially learned about the Epperson house when uh, I was applying to colleges. Interesting. Because uh, UMKC was trying to recruit me for a while. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Not not their music toss, department. Toss. Don't worry. Hair Not toss, their music toss. department. Well, you know, but no. Just UMKC's not a bad school. Their music oh, department no. is like, you know. It's like the best part of it. But yeah. I'm but, not saying the rest of it's bad. No, no. It's it's a it's a good school. Uh, but yeah, I think that might be where I heard a bit before. But also, I have a book, Haunted Kansas yes, City. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, yes. Where I might book. have read about that. You probably did. I'm not sure. Uh, but it does remind me of another ghost thing that you should look into. Oh, yeah. um, and actually, I need to amend uh, our remarks about earlier where I said the nearest uh, college is like another 40 minutes away because I forgot about Park College. Oh, yeah. Park University is down the street. Yeah. Literally down oh, the street. You take nine highway like, and you just keep going. Yeah. And it, it's honestly, uh, it, that's also a really nice school. Uh, and but, it's haunted. Yes. No, it's haunted mm-hmm. as all heck. Oh, yeah. I should do that yeah, one. Yeah. And. Yeah, you absolutely should. You also should do, um, I think it's UMC in Warrensburg. Is that the one yeah. in Warrensburg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haunted, uh, I mean, gen- in general, colleges are haunted. So we actually know some people and also know some really close by places yeah. for yeah. that, which I'm not saying we're ever going ghost hunting because uh, also I don't necessarily want to mess with that. No, you don't mess with those spirits. The thing is, yeah. Don't uh, mess with the spirits, guys. The thing is, we if love they happen to appear them. to you, that's one thing. Yeah, but like if you go looking for them, again, that's like inviting we have bad strict, juju. We have strict uh, guidelines in this. You know, we tend to believe that these things exist, and so we don't mess with them. Yes. Do uh, not mess with Ouija boards. Ever. Good ever. Terrible idea. Do not do it. Bad idea. <laughs> absolutely so yeah so it was really exciting it was really exciting to learn about this mm-hmm. this couple first of all because like i said earlier i was really scared when i was l- researching it i was like oh no they're gonna have done some bad things and that's why it's haunted i thought mm-hmm. it was me full of like vengeful spirits right and honestly from what i read all the spirits are kind of, I, I don't know what or the like screaming chill. is about the dis you know the disembodied maybe it's maybe but maybe it's, it's the residual energy from the deaths that occurred may well yeah because like they were sudden and they like, were sudden and probably horrifying and life. it might be mary's screams like from finding bodies that's what i'm saying that's so which, sad <laughs> yeah that's but, I'm sad i put that you know, into the world kind of like there's like energy marks on buildings mm-hmm. sometimes so maybe that's what the screaming is from yeah. but besides that the actual spirit like the spirits that are seen and apparently witnessed are apparently you know just there for a good time you know, you know, I'm a little sad. 
like not really sad because again don't go looking for ghosts but at the same time like oh wait no there might have been a haunted place near high school but yeah the one where you shot the horror movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. i forgot about that place it's probably not really stranger haunted, things though. building Yes, the Stranger Things building. That is my claim to fame. Anywho, we're not discussing I you know. and your claim to fame. It's not even your claim to fame. You weren't there for that. But I shot films in that building. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I'm famous by association. <laughs> I filmed there first. I'm the original. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was so loud. That was so loud. I'm so sorry. But no, right it's like the there, there wasn't really any overtly haunted like rumors mm -hmm. even around my school. You but know? you just know. It's yeah. a college campus. Yeah. Someone's going to well, be and dead. It's, and it's a college campus from the late 1800s, but, Once you know, again. the 1800s. Once and, again, same. And as, like, you know, UMKC. And I still don't, I, I still never got that vibe. I mean, mm. granted, we discussed a you few don't episodes have the ago, vibe. but I don't have the vibe. But <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I just have yeah. paranoia. Anywho, it was, it's, I mean, it was super interesting to find out that this couple actually helped cultivate the entire mm -hmm. music scene here and the importance of music that we have here in Kansas City. We have the Kaufman Center of Performing Arts. Mm -hmm. We have the Nelson, the Atkins, Nelson Atkins. We have, oh my gosh, the the, 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 the the Lyric Opera. We have so many different, the Philhar Kansas City Philharmonic. Mm -hmm. We have so many different music programs and music groups and buildings and art buildings and stuff, partially because of these people. And it's really cool. Yeah. And I just feel like they should have taught us more about them in school. You know? Like oh, more absolutely. about local history in I school. I know, because that would have been so cool. But instead, I mean, we learned a lot about Lo Lewis, Lewis and, Clark. and Clark. What the heck? Steamboat Arabia. I mean, that was cool. But like, Steamboat Arabia? Why, why didn't we learn about the Eppersons? Well, oh yeah, no. So it is fairly close to mm. uh, Nelson Atkins. Yeah. It's couple streets over a couple blocks yeah, over. i figured it's like on near cherry street that's cool so anyway that's been my that's been my little spiel yeah. um if you have if you are from kansas city or even just went to school at kansas city or whatnot if you have any like any stories about hauntings around umkc the epperson house itself or mm -hmm. any other university in the area please let us know or just your university in general please let us know yeah. you can email us at matter than a caterpillar at gmail.com you could also message us your stories on instagram at matter than a caterpillar also if you have any uh ideas about your local areas that you'd like to talk to us about like hauntings or urban legends or anything like that please Get in contact with us. Uh, you can also either tweet at us or slide into our DMs on Twitter at Matter Than a Cat. Mm -hmm. You can also watch us on TikTok. We don't have very many videos and we're not very consistent, but we're there at Matter Than a Caterpillar. Yeah, and hey, uh, we get ideas for all this stuff from TikTok all the time. So that's true. If you post a story and then you know tag us in it, we might check you out. Also, you can just, yeah, email us your suggestions. Email us things that you find interesting. Because, uh, you know, we may just use it for an idea for one of our episodes someday. We love it. Shout out to Michael Murphy again for suggesting this episode. I know. He suggested so much and I we love it. We appreciate him for that. Because oh, sometimes we're like, we can't think of it ourselves sometimes. There's just so many things that we want to do, you know? I know. It's hard to narrow it down. I need to actually get back on the list that he sent me because he sent me an awful lot. But he a lot really of them are prior thinking. And thinking is hard. Thinking okay, is hard. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm quirky and not like other girls. <laughs> Shut I don't up. like to think. My brain hurts half the time. Okay. My brain hurts. No, it's okay. from the brain frogs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the brain frogs. 
<laughs> All righty. So uh, in case you weren't you know, listening at the beginning of this episode or you forgot, my name's Miranda. And I'm Ashlyn. And we just thought we'd start introducing ourselves at the end of the episode as well. Yeah, just in case you forgot. <laughs> just, I, I we're personable know. and we need to connect with our audience. Because we're quirky and not like other Miranda, girls. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And yep. as always, tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your friends. Tell the FBI agent listening through your phone. And tell the ghost of Uriah Epperson, who's probably living in your closet. And good night. It's blatantly false information. <laughs> yeah. He's living in his own closet, Miranda. Yeah, and his arm is coming around the wall <laughs> trying to turn off the light.